This is The World. A co-production of the BBC World Service, PRI, and WGBH Boston. Today is Thursday, December 1st. I'm Lisa Mullins in Boston. European leaders face drastic choices as they try to save the euro. Countries do not hand over their sovereignty because they think it's fun. They do it only uh, when they have a gun to their head. And right now, we are at the point where European leaders have a gun to their head. And later, a board game from the 1930s is a chilling reminder of Europe's darkest days. The wooden figure goes back to his home base, puts the Jew into something called the Sammelplatz, or the collection point, and then goes back out to hunt down another one. BBC News with David Austin. The president of France, Nicolas Sarkozy, has said he'll meet the German Chancellor Angela Merkel in Paris on Monday to announce a joint plan to safeguard the future of Europe. In a major speech, Mr Sarkozy said France and Germany would seek a new European Union treaty to impose greater integration and financial discipline on European governments. From Paris, Christian Fraser reports. It was a sombre assessment of the Eurozone crisis, perhaps also a humble acknowledgement that Eurozone leaders have not worked quickly enough to solve the problems. Europe is disappointed, said the French president. Not fast enough, not far enough, not strong enough. Despite recent disagreements with Angela Merkel over the role of the European Central Bank, Mr Sarkozy said Germany and France are agreed that there should be a new treaty to impose greater integration and discipline on government finances. But he rejected the idea of a fiscal union, where budgets are approved and regulated by bureaucrats in Brussels, the model advocated by Germany. The governor of the Bank of England, Mervyn King, has described the current economic situation as extraordinarily serious and warned that the eurozone could eventually break up. He urged British banks to build up their financial reserves to withstand the possible consequences. Sir Mervyn said the eurozone crisis was the biggest threat to Britain's banking system and he explained why. An erosion of confidence, lower asset prices and tighter credit conditions are further damaging the prospects for economic activity and will affect the ability of companies, households and governments to repay their debts. That in turn will weaken banks' balance sheets further. This spiral is characteristic of a systemic crisis. The main opposition group in Syria has struck a deal with insurgents calling themselves the Free Syrian Army to work together against the government of President Assad. The opposition Syrian National Council said the insurgents, many of them army deserters, had promised to use force only to protect civilians. The senior UN official for human rights, Navi Pillay, has said the number of soldiers taking up arms against the government is growing. She said more than 4,000 people had already been killed and Syria was in a state of civil war. I have said that as soon as there were more and more defectors, threatening to take up arms. I said this in August, before the Security Council, that there's going to be a civil war. And at the moment, that's how I am characterizing this. The president of Afghanistan, Hamid Karzai, has pardoned a woman who was jailed for adultery after being raped by a male relative. Afghan officials said the woman had agreed to marry her attacker, but that this wasn't a condition of her release. She'd already spent two years in prison where she gave birth to a daughter who stayed with her in jail. World News from the BBC. 
The American Secretary of State Hillary Clinton has met the pro-democracy leader Aung San Suu Kyi during a historic visit to Burma. The two women had a private dinner and will hold a more formal meeting at Ms Suu Kyi's residence in Rangoon on Friday. The United States has offered to improve diplomatic relations if Burma's military-backed government continues to press ahead with recent democratic reforms. In a video message, Ms Suu Kyi said that engaging with the government was a risk worth taking. I believe there are elements within the government who are genuine in their desire to bring about democratic reforms that will put up country on the path to prosperity and security. In a multi-million dollar embezzlement case, the Ministry of Education in Colombia says it's been paying local authorities education subsidies for pupils who were not attending school. The ministry says it's discovered that almost 200,000 pupils listed as attending schools were either not registered or did not even exist. It says